New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey friends, it is Delaney, and I am super pumped today to be walking through Exodus with you guys. So I'm going to be in Exodus 6 verses 1 all the way to 13. And before I get into the passage, before we read through it, I just have to ask all of you a question and I need you to lock in and just really think about this question. I don't know about you guys, but were you big on pinky promises back in the day? Just just need to know, need to ask if you guys were big on pinky promises because I don't know about you, but I loved pinky promises when I was little. I thought that that was the most impactful thing that anyone could ever do. Like if they made a pinky promise, like things were serious. Like for example, when I was in elementary school, I used to ask my friends, will you save me a seat at lunch? And they would say yes. And to seal the deal, I would say pinky promise. Man, if they pinky promise, they better deliver. I don't know about you guys, but that was that was the way I viewed it. And nothing ever shook me more than when I realized that pinky promises weren't always going to work. When I was little, we, we kind of learned from a young age that people break promises. And that's why I love this passage so much because this is the idea of God being the ultimate promise maker and promise keeper. We've heard it before. We've heard the songs that are like God is a promise maker, promise keeper. But I think that this passage really brings it into a cool light, into a cool perspective. So I cannot wait to dive into it with you guys. So it's going to be, like I said, in 6 verses 1 through 13. And I'm going to be reading out of the ESV version. So let's go ahead and dive in. But the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand he will send them out, and with a strong hand he will drive them out of his land. God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. But my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land in which they lived as surgeoners. Moreover, I have heard the groaning of the people of Israel, whom the Egyptians hold as slaves, and I have remembered my covenant. Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from slavery to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God, who has brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you into the land that I swore to give Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you for a possession. I am the Lord. Moses spoke thus to the people of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses because of their broken spirit and harsh slavery. So the Lord said to Moses, go in, tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let people, to let the people of Israel go out of his land. But Moses said to the Lord, behold, the people of Israel have not listened to me. How then shall Pharaoh listen to me? For I am of uncircumcised lips. But the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them a charge about the people of Israel and about Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt. I love this passage. Uh, I, I think I say that every time, which, wow, okay. But I do. I really love this passage because I think it is such an important lesson. So earlier on uh, in Exodus 3, we get introduced to a name of God. 
which is in Exodus 3, it talks about in verse uh, 14, it says, God said to Moses, I am who I am. So Lord here, where it's all capitalized, translates to Yahweh, which is the name a name of God that means I am who I am. So this is the unchanging God. This is the idea of the great I am. We've heard that song. We've heard that meaning. So Yahweh, like I am who I am. I'm the great I am. Um, and I think it's cool because in verse 3, when it talks about I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as God Almighty, well, that's El Shaddai, so that's a different name. But what he's saying is he has revealed his name differently because El Shaddai is the idea of he's the God Almighty, and they knew him as God Almighty, who is the promise. Uh, maker. So they knew God is the one who made these promises. Later on how it says, as I promised, um, in verse eight, it says, I'll bring you to the land that I swore to give Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob. So this different name stems from the fact that they're seeing God in a different way because they saw him not only as the promise maker, but promise keeper. So they're getting to see God deliver the promise that he made to earlier generations, which is cool because now we get to be in that same umbrella. We have seen God fulfill promises and we've seen even more promises fulfilled than these guys have because we saw the promise fulfilled of a savior, Jesus. So that's really cool to me. And I absolutely love just the name Yahweh. I am who I am. So I love whenever it says I am the Lord. I think it is so important for us to remember who God is. Um, One of my favorite things to do is go through the Bible and circle I will and circle promises because I really do think a lot of us have just been hindered um, with distrust. And sometimes we read through the Bible almost expecting God to be like a human and not be able to fulfill all the promises that he makes. But one thing that is cool about God is he's Yahweh. He is who he is. So when it says he is a promise maker and promise keeper, that's who he is. That's who God is. And the cool thing is, is as they're continuing to see God not only make promises, but keep them, they're they're forming more of a personal relationship with God, which is something that we have. How many things has God fulfilled in our own lives? But one thing I want to take a moment to do that it's just been really eye-opening for me is the I will statements. So here's something really cool is when in the Hebrew language, when God made these I will statements, this is what's interesting. So in the Hebrew language, these I will statements were actually written as past tense. So you're like, what? Like, I will, like that's future tense. Well, the Hebrew language, they're written in past tense. So it almost translates for them. It's not I will, it's I have. So this is like God saying, like, I've already gotten before you. Like, I've already made these things happen. So let's read through them because these are promises that God not only made to them, but made to us so we can translate them a little bit. So first it starts by saying um, in verse six, it says, I am the Lord. Okay, first of all, we know he's God. We know he is who he is. So that's a promise he's made to us. I will bring you out um, under the burdens of the Egyptians. So I'll bring you out. Okay, okay. Cool, but it says, I will deliver you from slavery to them. So this is the idea of God saying, like, I will rescue you, which we've seen time and time again through scripture, how God rescues so many people from the Bible, but also how he rescues us. Like God gives us an invitation to rescue us from our sins through Jesus. So cool. And then it says, I will redeem you with an outstretched arm. Okay, God is a God of redemption. He will, he already has. He's redeemed us through the blood of Christ, which is awesome that he's extending that to us. So I will deliver you from slavery. I will redeem you. Redemption. He's a God of redemption. Um, I will take you to be my people. 
He is literally inviting us to be a member of his family, which is something that he has already extended that invitation to all of us. Like, I want you to be a part of my family. Awesome. I will be your God. Once again, he continues to say that. Like, I am your God. Like, do not forget, no matter what season you're going through, no matter what circumstance you're going through, I am your God. I will be your God. I always will be. I'll bring you into the land. Um, And then also it says, I will give you, uh, give it to you as a heritage. So this is once again him saying, um, I will fulfill the promises I've made. Now, here's what's also a big reminder. The promises that God has kept, he will never break because it's part of who he is. When God says, I will, he already has because he goes before us. But also, I love the humanity that we can see from Moses here. Um, In verse 9, Moses kind of gets his spirit crushed. Moses um, speaks to the people of Israel, but they don't listen because of their own sin and their own hard hearts. And what's interesting is God says, In verse 10, so the Lord said to Moses, go in, tell Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, to let the people of Israel go out of his land. But Moses said, behold, the the people of Israel have not listened to me. So this is here a moment where Moses is discouraged and Moses has had his spirits crushed. So he does not want to do it again. Um, And how many times have we gotten our spirits crushed? Like maybe it's us sharing the gospel or inviting someone to church and they say no. and We're like, you know what? I'm done. But what's interesting is the Lord once again tells them that this is what they're called to do. So just because it's difficult doesn't mean we're not called to it. And I think that God makes us so many promises about who he is and about his love for us and his love for all of his people. And it's a reminder for me today that just because it's difficult doesn't mean that God hasn't called us to it. Because all these I will statements, he will be our God. He will be near. He will, he will, he will, he will. You can go through the Bible and see so many I will statements. Um, but the cool thing is, is he's going to be near to us and he's still calling us to do hard things. And just because it's hard doesn't mean that God's not calling us to it. And we can see that with Moses a lot. He goes through a lot of hard seasons and a lot of hard times. So one thing I would say to y'all is what is maybe the, the difficult thing that the Lord is calling you to that you're hesitant because maybe you've forgotten some of these these I will statements. Maybe you've forgotten about the fact that God is a promise keeper and he's asking us to come alongside of him and do some things for him and for his glory. And another thing I would say is maybe what are some I will statements about God or some characteristics of God that you've struggled to believe right now? Because sometimes I go through this and even when I see the part about God saying like, I will redeem you, Sometimes I forget the redemption that Jesus died for and the redemption that God extends to me. Sometimes I forget that God is who he is. So sometimes in seasons and circumstances when things kind of aren't going the way I expected, I start to almost doubt God. Like, God, are you near? God, are you listening? I forget that God is constant amidst my changing feelings. So maybe that's you. Maybe you're in that place where you're saying, man, I have just forgotten the goodness of God. I have forgotten the comfort that God brings. I've forgotten the intentionality that God extends to me. And we've stopped viewing God as a home and a safe place. So maybe that's you. And another challenge I would say is remember that God has already given us the victory. We've read the end of the book. If you go to the end of the Bible, we know what happens. And God has already given us a victory. The I will is an I have. So he's already given us victory. And so I would say, are you walking in the victory that Jesus has extended to us, that God has extended to us? Or are you like Moses, who maybe is a little discouraged and needs a reminder 
that God has called you to walk in victory. So I love you guys and I hope that this was encouraging and I hope you tune in to another podcast soon. Bye guys. Again, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you Monday.